0: Love Talks Radio. There is no earthly way of mowing. <laughs> Good man, a lot of time. Which direction we are going. And that Camino. It would have been D.W.I. reached a tipping point.
1: Good evening! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen! For those that identify as non-binary, it is time once again to the tipping point! And this one, we're going to dedicate to the star himself, Ashton Starr. And who's bringing this to you? Well, it's me, Stephen Platinum, and of course the Man About Town, certified legend, and the man who managed to get everything up and running so we can have some fun in it. Larry Goodman, how you doing, Larry? <laughs> a
2: little hairy, but glad to be here. Looking forward to talking to Ashton Starr. Definitely, um, this should be yes. fun. And we may yeah, have another guest. a lot we'll going on, man. Yeah. Oh, he's, another guest, Larry. Uh oh. Maybe. We'll see. Don't, don't 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 hold your breath. And don't get too excited. But we, 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 um, we, we we
1: might. We might. Well, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to Ashton of course. Um, you know, I've got a, I just looked at the David Ali very Morales match from IWE and did commenting on that. So that's uploading. Um, Big Last Weekend in Georgia Wrestling. That's for sure. And uh, no doubt. Yes. Brian from PWX wanted to make sure we knew. You know what they drew for their show, Larry? I do
2: because I have the report and was gonna bring that up. Full hundred. Yes, please do. Full Four hundred, Four hundred. yes. Um they ran a double header with Grindhouse. Um mm-hmm. uh coming up running ahead of them. Uh Grindhouse drew one sixty. Uh Kingston wasn't there. Um and they used a lot of the same people that you know, the usual suspects from um, PWX worked the show. Some other people were on it, but some of the regulars from PWX, Ch- Ch- Chip Day worked it, Cam Carter, Savannah Evans, J.D. Drake. Uh, the main event was John Davis versus Lucky Ali. Um, oh, boy. And, yeah, Ali is a, well, I've t- mentioned this before on here. He's a guy on the rise, a guy headed for bigger and better things. And then they came back with the um, – Rise of the Champions show, as we've already discussed, up attendance up from 250 in January, 350 to the show I was at last month, and now 400 Saturday night. They did a ladder match, um, Cam Carter versus Lucky Ali. Ali went over to win the uh, IWTV, um, I mean the PWX ITV championship. They did a match that I would have loved to have seen, John Davis versus JD Drake. Oh, my God.
1: Mm-hmm. Talk about hard
2: hitting. Uh, in a Big fan of those cats Yeah, me too In a match of, of guys familiar to Georgia Drew Adler beat Chip Day They changed the tag titles The Heat Seekers went over the revolt for the tag titles With the Rock and Roll Express as special enforcers And they're going to come back with a three-way Including the Rock and Roll Express for the April show And the other big event is they also changed the heavyweight title. TJ Boss uh, beat Jason Cade for the title. And after the match, John Schuyler showed up. And they're going to do Schuyler versus Boss in April with Schuyler's career on the line.
1: Wow. 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 I mean, so they're in the 400 club. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. putting together a post talking about the 200 Club, the 300 Club, and the 400 Club. So they're in the 400 Club this year, along with Southern Honor, of course, um, KLT, uh, Mucha Lucha, and Southern Violence, and Larietto. Amazing. Pretty impressive stuff. Like, can you believe that we're here? where We're talking about multiple shows that have drawn 400 uh, post-COVID. I guess it's not really safe to say post-COVID, but, you know, coming out of doing shows in 2021, it's really amazing stuff.
2: Yeah, particularly when we've had years where we didn't have a show that drew 400, Mm -hmm. you know, and and we've got multiple shows with 400. We're only three months into the year. Multiple
1: shows with four, one with five in Larietto, and then one with <laughs> 1,200 in Mucha Lucha. I can't even believe I'm saying that. It's so insane. <laughs> it's so crazy. So, um, and I got myself a little bit of news today. So in addition to all of the shows I'm going to be working at, um, WrestleMania week, and that's going to be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday I'm going to be working. Um, mm. And going to witness shows like I'm going to go to No Peace Underground Wednesday night and things like that, right? And then I got the call today, somebody wanting to know um, because it was more cost effective for them to buy WrestleMania packages to buy like first and second night packages. Oh and, uh, but 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 the people buy, buying the tickets did not want to go to the second night. So so guess who's going. Now I'm going to the I'm going to the <laughs> second night of WrestleMania. Which means I won't get to see Bad Bunny live, but I will find the way <laughs> to endure <laughs> the disappointment and go <sighs> to WrestleMania. So big week set and we got confirmation that our guest that week on the tipping point will be Ron Neme, uh, manager, uh, guy who runs promotions, the guy who helps with a lot of the ice. WTV stuff, the guy who's going to be making sure that ICW and other leagues are on point WrestleMania week, so that's going to be a big deal for sure.
2: Nice. Nice.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, a, yeah. another little, little
2: scoop item here, and maybe you've mm-hmm. seen this. Uh, we've got another new player entering the Georgia scene by the name of David Marquez.
1: I would oh, I'm glad you're bringing that up. Just tell me about this. Tell me about this.
2: So he's going to bring some. So for those who don't know, Marquez, of course, has been a long time running championship wrestling from Hollywood as part of his United Wrestling Network vision. He now also has championship wrestling from Arizona and championship wrestling from Memphis. And he's put together for, uh, you know, to the greatest extent for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, a network of small stations around the country. He's got a smaller network for uh, the Arizona show. He's got one of the main Memphis stations for the Memphis show. I don't think they're on in other places. Uh, At least I couldn't find any listings of that. But he has been putting out the word looking for talent to come to Georgia. And he he confirmed to me that he will be bringing some version of the United Wrestling Network to Georgia. Um, He will not be using the name Championship Wrestling from Georgia. Of course, Chris Nelms has used that name, and the name is actually not registered to anybody in Georgia. It used to be registered to Moose Lewis, but it is not anymore. But he said he's going to steer clear from that, Um, and uh, they have not decided on what name they're going to run under. But he will be licensed in the state as David Marquez Productions, and they will be
1: going forward here in Georgia. What is your take on – and, I mean, there may not be an answer to this right now. What is your take on the NWA not hiring Marquez back? That had to be a shock. It sounded like it was a bit of a surprise to David, um, that he wasn't expecting that he would not be a part of the last tapings that the NWA did. What do you think's going on there? Is it because he's expanding? Is it because the NWA is just like, he's too busy? Is it because there really isn't a revenue stream for the NWA right now, so they're just cutting everything down to bare bones, and they could just have Bill Behrens pick up a lot of the slack since he's already employed I'd, by them? Um, well, I heard that um,
2: Corgan didn't care for him that much. And I'm not hmm. saying that's not why he's, he's why he's not there. There may there may be other things involved, and maybe that had nothing to do with it. I, right. I personally, after seeing the shows there, I thought he did a very good job in that role, and I think it's a loss for them that he's that he wasn't there. Now I didn't see the pay per view. I, I read the report on it, and man, it looks like they're hurting for talent.
1: Um, yes, I mean, I mean, the, some people were making hay out of the, um, uh, you know, Camille and. Uh, Thunder Rosa match. So I went out of my way to find it and watch it. And I got to tell you, like, it was okay. But, <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, people were sl- like, people were asking people, is this, was that match as good as Brit Banker Thunder Rosa? And, and, and people were like, <laughs> It was different. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking (laughs) about? Camille is not Britt Baker. That's one thing. And, and like, ring skill-wise, Thunder Rosa is one of those people that can really pull a match out of anybody. And she pulled a match out of, Camille is her name, right? She pulled a match Mm -hmm. out of her, but I wouldn't call it great. Um, I was like, all right, you know, it was fine. But, I mean, nobody suffers. Even Impact, before they started piping in crowd noise, did not suffer from a lack of crowd like the NWA in a studio show with <laughs> no audience suffers. I mean, it's death. Yeah. It's death. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard. It's kind of like when I look at this David Ali match and somebody told me, oh, they did a dusty finish. I mean, my first thought that went through my head is, can you be a match of the year if you do a dusty finish, no matter how good the match is beforehand um, and i don 't know the answer to that question, but um, it it 's just like can you have matches can you have a great match if nobody 's watching <laughs> you know live um, i i don 't think you can because it 's been shown that the fans are the backdrop i mean i can 't wait. I'll tell you something that excites me about WrestleMania. I want to know how excited the fans are going to be. Like, <laughs> what is their reaction going to be? Because on paper, it looks kind of also ran to me. But maybe fans will just be so goddamn excited that they'll elevate a lot of the performances and the um, and the sort of response that I'll have watching of the matches themselves. That's hoping it, anyway.
2: Steve, did I get that they're raising the uh, attendance limit on that show? That they, they're now shooting for 40000 Was
1: that made official, or was that just rumor? Um, I hadn't heard anything about that, actually. Because okay. from the sounds of it, um, I mean, all these people were touting, oh, look, they're, they're almost sold out, but they were still pimping tickets on Raw last night. And the person I talked to who they had gotten me a ticket... We're talking about, like, this thing costs so much money. It is so expensive. And they go, they still had, they they go, like, we looked all over, you know, we really scanned what was available. And this was today. And they're, like, there were still first row tickets. (laughs) There were tickets on the floor. There were tickets in every conceivable section still readily available and they were trying to get people in the door. They said, if you bought just one or two tickets, they were like they're, like, they're here's our example. If you bought two tickets in this one section, they were $300 each. If you bought four tickets in that same section, it dropped it, dropped it to $150 each. So essentially, you could get four people in for the price of two which tells me (laughs) they're already sensing, uh uh-oh, you know, we need to sell some tickets, and we need to have people in there for it to look good. I mean, one of the lesser-known secrets of WrestleMania is that almost all of them from 20 on have been papered, which, you know, they've done a successful job of squashing that, but they've had to give away tickets for WrestleMania,
2: Almost so every year. Maybe they've backed off on this. This came from the Wrestling Observer. Uh that the okay. uh, I remember Meltzer talking about this, that the city of Tampa was talking with some ho- with the hotel people, and it was the city of Tampa that was telling the hotel people, Well, you might want to prepare for more because the WWE is pushing for seventy five percent capacity, which would put it up to forty five thousand stands. Now, mm-hmm. maybe they've backed off of that in light of like like demand.
1: Hmm. We'll have to see. Um, you know, at one point they put a moratorium on comp tickets. They cut mm-hmm. those not entirely out, but mostly out. Um, and maybe they'll have to back off on that. I remember the, um, the WrestleMania that took place in Dallas, that that story broke. Cause I had friends in that area. That, like, at one point, they were just, they were literally handing out tickets to everybody. Like, if you stayed in a hotel, if you were at a bar, they were walking around handing out pairs of tickets to try to fill that place up. And I remember hearing that and just my mind being blown, right? Like, because I just assumed, oh, you know, it's WrestleMania. And I think a lot of people assumed, oh, the first weekend these things go on sale, it's going to be bananas, and they're all going to get snatched up. But they're definitely charging a high premium. And they hadn't even announced most of the card. They hadn't told you what was on what, night one and night two. Now, they're, now they've moved a few matches to one night or the other, right? And last night's Raw was a laughable exercise in making matches out of thin air.
0: Because <laughs> they realized
1: WrestleMania is in two weeks. So it's like... Hey, I'm Rhea Ripley. I want a title shot. And Oscar goes, You don't deserve one, but okay. <laughs> That's it. Um What an, hey, what Shane an B- Shane McMahon, I want a match. Um, Braun, even though it makes no sense that I would accept this match, I'm going to accept the match. I mean oh terrible. Terrible.
2: Uh. I, I think we have our guest on the line. Yes,
1: speaking of not terrible, let's get the opposite of terrible on yes. here. Yes.
2: I'll say he's Georgia's uncrowned performer of the year. Oh. We're so happy to have with us Ashton Starr. Welcome to The Tipping Point.
1: Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing great, man. Good. Doing Go well. good to hear from you guys. Ashton, Thanks for doing this. Be- be- before we it's really get path. into it, let's, let's talk about the documentary. When's it premiering? What time? And how can people see this great thing?
3: Well, the documentary of Starfire, the Ashen Star Story, premieres this Thursday at 7 p.m. on YouTube. So it'll be streaming live on YouTube 7 p.m. Um, through the Kind Punk channel, uh, the head person in charge, Nathan Murray's YouTube channel. So it'll be premiering there. And um,
1: once we finally had it set
3: up, I will officially share the link on my Great. social media
1: platform. Excellent. I'm going to check that out as it premieres for sure. I cannot wait. Me too. How Me did, too. how did it even come about Ashton? Um, who approached whom? Um, what were your thoughts? When they told you they were going to do this documentary, was there anything that you were sort of trepidatious about that you weren't 100% sure you wanted, that kind of thing?
0: Um,
1: Well, I um, remember
3: everything going on last year with everyone in the Me Too and the whole cancellation era that took place on social media. And I remember people telling their stories and giving their testimony about what it's been like for them in the business and I just tweeted at one point, you know, one day I'll be able to share like my story, like share what happened to me and my side of things. So, um, Nathan Murray of kind Punk, who also does great camera work and uh, music videos and, uh, does great work for seven honor as well. Um, got together with me on the idea of wanting to start the process of recording short documentaries of not just wrestlers, but other people in different facets of entertainment, Um and came to me, approached me with the idea, um, and I said, yeah, of course I'd do it. I feel like I have something that people can probably relate to, so I was very delighted at the idea that he even asked me to be his first docu-series.
1: Great. on. Um. So, Ashton, you've been putting up matches lately um, from the past that's sort of a buildup to this thing. And uh, can you tell us about some of those matches? I think they're really cool. I mean, they seem to come from really cool events, that kind of thing. What, what's the story behind a lot of these matches that you've been putting up?
3: Um, a lot of the matches are matches that I considered to be dark horses in my lifetime of these matches have held places in my career that have been changing points for me at some point. So yesterday I shared a match that I had with um, Sunny Kiss all the way back in 2017, and that was a pivotal moment that um, was a, was good for me in my development. I actually talked about that match a little bit on the documentary and what it meant to me to do that match. So the matches that I've been sharing all have some sort of significance or importance to me, or there are matches where I felt like me and someone else were so relatable that we completely killed it beyond what others may have expected from us. So that what that's the purpose of these matches. Like today I posted a match of myself against Billy Dixon um, that took place in New Jersey a few years ago, and that to me was an important match for me because I was having it with somebody who has such a creative mind, somebody that I respected, and we just clicked and yelled.
2: Well, you're, you're certainly getting out and about a lot these days. You've got um, also, you, correct me if I'm wrong, you'll be part of the um, Cassandra Cup that's debuting in a few days on IWTV as well.
3: Yes. Uh, so this coming Sunday on IWTV, I participate in the uh, Cassandra Cup, being presented by the promotion Bush versus Gore, which is absolutely astonishing because um, it's in honor of the Exotico Cassandra and um, eight competitors have come together um, to put on this amazing tournament where the winner receives a trophy. It is a super, 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 super amazing tournament that was uh, pre-recorded at the beginning of this year. So I know for a fact that everybody's going to want to tune in and watch it and see all the amazing matches.
1: Great, it's cool. Yeah, I'm a big Cassandra guy. I um, I was at the <laughs> Ring of Honor show in Charlotte, where Cassandra <laughs> broke his ankle and kept wrestling because Psycho, and then um, right. <laughs> he took he took a long time to come back from it, but um, his first match back was actually. Sacred Ground, the first one. <laughs> that was his first <laughs> match back after like uh, almost a year, and um, he, and he wrestled Dwight Power, our white supremacist wrestler, and beat the living shit out of him to the lo- delight <laughs> of everybody. So, a uh, big fan of Cassandra, and he has a he has a really big following. I mean, he did a autograph signing at uh, Plaza Fiesta um, beforehand to help promote the show, and people turned out for Cassandra. So, I'm really excited this to see genuinely... that as well on Sunday
3: just a generally nice human being. I, I yeah, got to finally meet Cassandro, um at the collective six months ago. and it was very, n- nothing but nice, answered any questions, very uplifting. And that's somebody who is a good representation of what it's like to be a leader in a locker room.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, um, Ashton, I wanted to ask you about this last weekend because you had an interesting weekend um, wrestling two quite different competitors in uh, Cabana Man Dan at Action and Ziggy Dice at Southern Fried. Could you give us uh, Mm -hmm. your thoughts, takes, impressions of of those matches and those folks?
3: I, first of all, love both Cabana Man Dan and Ziggy Dice. I've been wanting matches with both for a while. Cabana Man Dan and I had, like, kind of a match a few years ago at Peace state but, I, you know, with me, when it comes to certain matches, I don't necessarily count them if we don't qualify it to be, like, an even, good match. Just go out there and kill it. So, um, this was, like, my redemption song with that match. And I think <laughs> we absolutely killed it. And Kibana Mandan is such an enter- uh, entertainer. And he's got an amazing shape. And he's out there he's killing it more than he's ever done it he's on top of the world and i love him for, i love him for that and Vicky dice is someone who uh i've loved ever since first seeing him in nwa he's extremely entertaining he's very charismatic he just put out a promo that was out of this world and he has a vision that i don't think a lot of people on the independents have so i get a lot of i can I can get a lot of pointers and ideas for myself when it comes to Zicky Dice.
2: I think the action match, um, Matt Griffin said he hoped it would debut on the that show would debut on IWTV today. I'm not sure if it did or not. But go folks, check it out. If you want to see Ashton Star and Commander Man Dan, it should be up on IWTV as we speak. Yes.
3: I would. I I haven't got any notifications. I am standing by.
0: <laughs> All I'm right.
3: <laughs>
1: Ashton, are you um are you gonna be in Tampa WrestleMania week?
3: Yes, I am. Um, I I cannot dispel because they haven't been announced yet. But actually, I did at these, um live stream yesterday. And we confirmed that I would be on the show, but we haven't announced what I'm doing yet. But I think so say that as to confirm bookings in Tampa. Wow.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, Effie and that crew really have WrestleMania week on lock. That spring break show and then Effie's show uh, do really mm-hmm. well. I'm going to be, I mean, with the IWTV stuff, and then, like, looking at No Peace Underground, and now I guess I'm going to – Second night of WrestleMania, God help me. And so, but I'm definitely going to try to slip away, if I can, and catch some of that as well. I'm really excited uh, about all the stuff going on.
3: Well, I might be, I will be over on the IWTV side. I just, I can't dispel where I will be over oh, there. Oh, shit. Awesome. Well, yeah. I'm probably yeah, going to so. be
1: running. I'm probably going to be running gorilla for that show, so I'll, I'll definitely I, see you.
3: I can't. <laughs> I can't say when, but it'll be definitely one of the first two days.
1: Okay. Cool. All right. Cool. cool. So, so, Ashman, man, you are making it happen. I'm, I'm thinking about the last time we talked to you. It was you and Simon Thurman, you know. And yeah. Um, um now you're just you're getting booked all over. Um. People just have such a high opinion of your work. Uh, you look great, by the way. That needs to be said as well. You're Thank putting you. in the work. You're, you're one of these. You're one of the crew. I think, like David Ali. I think you. I'm just guys who have clearly put in work at multiple levels of what you're doing, and your reputation is super great. Um, you were one of the people who I felt like got short shifts, on the awards, um, I think there was like three glaring mistakes. I think anarchy, not being up for promotion of the year, um, mm-hmm. or considered. I think you, um, not being there for performer, um, were the two most glaring ones that come to my mind immediately. Um, when, when something like that happens, cause that, I mean, no matter what you think about things, that's disappointing, right? Because you know that right. you're good. You know that you put in the work. What was your what was your initial reaction, and then what it, then did you turn that into anything else? If that makes sense. My
3: my initial reaction was because uh, when the award, the nominations and everything came out, um, I didn't know about it yet until I saw everything, and uh, people were messaging me about it. So I was like, you know, what, I'm just going to be petty about it. It just says something. So then that way people, so that way people leave me alone. Okay. So it was like I put a petty post. I was like, "It's okay if you guys win the Georgia Awards. I'm doing this all the way over here." So it was
0: like, I was like I could
3: just be petty with it. I could treat it like what how every celebrity feels when they get snubbed. I was like, I'll just bitch and moan. So I just,
0: <laughs>
3: I just went ahead and threw it out there. And, you know, I do things like that because once I do it, people in my messages will leave me alone. (laughs) They'd be like, okay, great. He saw it. He reacted to it. Now he knows. Now we know he saw it. He'll leave us alone. So I posted that. (laughs) and, And, you know, I didn't really think like much about it. Like, yeah, of course, it would have been awesome to have had the nomination. But I was like twenty twenty, which was a year of like resurgence and reinvention for a lot of people, there were a lot of great performers last year so yeah it's, it's even, it even even though it wasn't nominated, the category itself was in good company, so is what i wasn't anything that was upset about it. everybody who was there was def, definitely earned the right to be
1: there yeah i mean it's it's never been like that. that's one of those categories that in years past has always been one of the weakest where it was like, all right, you know, where it's like, yeah. okay, there's Sh- Shadow Jackson and Simon Thurman, and, and, yeah. and uh, that's about it. And, and this year, I mean, uh, it's, it's great, though. Um, so you've got, you know, we're, Larry and I were talking about the 400 Club. How uh, Now there's all these promotions in the southeast in general, but specifically Georgia, that have drawn 400 people or more this year, which seems mm-hmm. – I can't even wrap my mind around that, how crazy that is. Um, and you're a big part of a couple of these promotions at least. Um, what do you see coming up for you? Obviously, WrestleMania week, you've got stuff going on. You have this documentary. You have all these matches that you did that are now going to be released. <laughs> you're an integral part of some of the biggest, most important promotions going. Do you have other goals that have yet to be hit?
3: Oh, absolutely. 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 I've got so many goals that I've barely touched on. I think this, I want to say at this point, as it pertains to my goals locally in Georgia, I I feel as though, although there's still more here, I've hit a lot of them that I set for myself. So now I'm trying to focus on, you know, going beyond representing where I originally started, but being able to go beyond the Georgia borders and be able to experience life in the wrestling that is, um, what I want to say, that I haven't touched before. I want to go to the West Coast. I want to be able to travel out of the country and wrestle. So... Those are
2: just a few of the things that I have so far on my list. So, Ashton, where would be, like, tops for you as far as an international destination? Mm. I really want to go to Mexico.
1: I was Mm going to say Mexico, I think you would absolutely kill. I think that's that's exciting me to think about, honestly.
3: Honestly, I would love Mexico. I would love Mexico, and I'd love Europe.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: I can see this. Those, those are my two favorites. How? Who's at the? How about your short list of people you have not gotten in the ring yet, in, in the ring with yet, but that you would love to have a match with?
3: Um, as far as people I haven't wrestled yet, ooh, I don't know. I want to wrestle someone like Myron Reed or Lee Moriarty. Oh, yeah. oh boy! Or uh, hmm, because those are good ones. I'm trying to think, there's so many people that I haven't gotten the chance to wrestle yet. I haven't wrestled Chip Day yet. As as long as we've known each other, I've never wrestled Chip Day.
2: That's crazy that you uh, never
3: wrestled Chip Day. I've never wrestled Chip Day, and oh, that's got to happen when doing. It's got to even when doing AWE. I was like there are so many guys that I wanted to wrestle that I never got. Like I never got Adrian armor or, um, I did get Jimmy Ray's at peach state. So that made me happy. But I haven't wrestled Joe black. So there's a lot of people that I haven't wrestled yet that are on my list. A lot of people.
1: So what do you have? I mean, we talked about WrestleMania week. We talked about this documentary. Um, I I assume you've gotten to see a finalized version of the documentary? I actually just got a finalized version of it
3: yesterday. Yesterday night while I was on uh, live Twitch with Effie, I got the final version, and I saw it. It is a full, complete 25 minutes. Okay. It's like dead even 25 minutes. And it's it's, Um, it's, – I I think everybody – because I'm one, I'm not a very personal individual, so I am giving information about myself that a lot of people may or may not have known, and all within the span of 25
0: minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, were, are you happy? The you know, because like my documentary, I was of two minds about it. Um, after seeing mm-hmm. it the first time, um, are you happy with how it came out? Is there some way that you thought maybe that wasn't exactly an accurate portrayal, or, or, you know, like, because editing does a lot, not that it's somebody's trying to deceive you or something like that, but, or is there mm-hmm. a part that you went like, I don't, I don't know about that. Or were you happy with the whole thing as it is? I've
3: pretty much been happy with the whole process. I mean, after recording, um. Nathan Mari of Kind Punk, who is uh, both the person who shot and the person who edited. So he mm-hmm. um, was basically hands-on with me every step of the way. He was asking me if there's anything that I wanted to omit or was um, how did this look, how did that look, did I share this story the right way, the way you wanted to. So he wanted to definitely make sure that before it was even a finished product that I was – completely happy with it. And I can honestly say that I am completely happy with it.
1: Whatever. That is awesome. I can't wait to look. I, get, I mean, you know, the, the, my guy who did the documentary, he broke the one rule that I had when we were filming it. So I was like, it can't be about me. Like,
0: <laughs> I was just like, I don't
1: want it to be about me. And then he was just like, "I'm like, okay, what are we titling this thing after it was all said and done? I mean, this took years." And he went, "Right." Um, I'm like, you should sit down, and I sat down, and then I was like, "The Booker," and I'm like, "Oh fuck, it's about me!" <laughs> like, like <God laughs> <damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm I'm super excited, and again, just to make sure we get this in again, it's gonna be Friday. It's dropping at seven o'clock, right, on YouTube, oh, this, and you're gonna this it, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday, um, seven o'clock on YouTube, and you're going to give us that link, and we're going to make sure we throw that thing around so people can see this greatness. And it's called, and it's called what again?
3: It's called Starfire: The Ashton Star Story.
1: Yeah, yes, yes, yes.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Larry, do you have um, any questions for Ashton? I. Think, I think I
2: mean I've always got questions for Ashton, but but uh, <laughs> <I think, yeah. laughs> maybe maybe none I want to maybe none I want to ask on the air right now. So <laughs> I,
1: I've I've got one. So a- Ashton, um, one of the things that I really like about your 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 wrestling, your in ring, um, and something I think sets you apart from a lot of the other guys and women that I would consider your contemporaries is I feel like your strikes are impeccable. Like anything that you choose to do when you're kicking or striking with your arms and hands has always been on point. Even if it's if, if it's slapping <laughs> if it's slapping Michaela and, or it's or, you know, throwing kicks, like that stuff has always been on point. And I'm curious if there's a reason for that. Is there, like, a particular wrestling trainer that got that through to you? Is Do you have a background in martial arts? Like, usually when somebody is that good at striking, there's a definitive reason why they are. And I'm curious why no, you're so good at striking.
3: I'm just really good at playing tech in the video game. And, <laughs> and I, that is that was always, like, my favorite video game. So I was, like, you know, which is, I have gear inspired by one of the characters. So I have um, always been like, I gotta make it look like I'm trying to take down their life bar. And um, at first, I wasn't good at it. I'll openly admit that. And then um, actually, when I started with the Roar division with the girls, dementia hits hard. So I was like, um, okay, well, I'm going to have to start hitting these people back. And um, also, I was on a show one time, and um, it was a good match, but... Um, Daphne was there and I absolutely love and adore Daphne and Daphne would give me pointers and she was like, when you're throwing your stripes, reach back with everything you do just a little bit more. So that way, like, yeah, sure. The people on the ground floor can see me, but imagine if I was performing to a crowd of like thousands of people and there are people all the way at the top who can't see like... If, or can't really tell if I'm doing the strike or not. So make everything bigger than they have to be, which is probably why everything I do is super exaggerated. But yeah. um, I'll give Daphne the credit for that one. Daphne was the one who told me to reach back more so that way the audience can see and then never be afraid to just go in with the strike.
2: Nice. Excellent. You're, 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 all you're saying that, re- that, that reminds me of your match with Effie. With Ed from AWE Oh my god Mm -hmm. That was something else
3: That was so much fun I'm glad we got to showcase that in Georgia Because it originally happened um, In Rhode Island And um, Yeah it originally happened in Rhode Island um, And it was actually when Effie was the best wrestling champion Uh And I um, Got to wrestle in the main event For a show in Rhode Island and, you know, it was, like, right after that, there were a slew of, like, just me and Effie matches. I think there was like, three more after that. So um, that that is, like, the original. And then the AWE liked it, brought it down to Atlanta, literally, I want to say, a few weeks later. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh.
3: And we ended up doing it twice there at AWE. And then I think we did it again one more time at another show. So we were, oh, at Southern Honors. So we, um so yeah, we've
1: been, we've had a few.
0: <laughs> nice. What's,
1: uh, what's coming up for you at Southern Honors, speaking of, since you're such an integral um, part of what they do.
3: I know, right? So, um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um
3: so um actually the same day as my documentary at noon, um, Southern Honor is releasing a video with Susie that she's been doing called Since Day One. Um, I'm episode two, hmm. so I sit down with her and we go over my three favorite matches from Southern Honor. Since I'm the only person doing her countdown that's been there since Day One, so we're not going to go there. Um, wow. So uh, next week, April 2nd, um, I'm wrestling Shawn Dean who um, – if anybody's followed my career, especially locally, knows um, how big of a part Sean Dean has played in that. Um, it goes all the way back to the WWE 4. So, I am Sean Dean's final uh, independent wow. wrestling match. And um, I'm, to say I'm nervous is the least of everything, but I know Sean means a lot to me. So I am honored to be his final independent match before he goes on to the big stage. Because
1: that's on that same show is also Lee Johnson's last indie match, right? So exactly, you, how, how badly how badly are you and Sean gonna whoop? Lee Johnson's last match. Just be honest with me. Nobody's listening right now. It's just me and you. Like, how much better is your match with Sean Dean going to be than Lee Johnson's last match?
3: (laughs) Oh, they don't stand a chance because it's me and Sean. Me and Sean do really good work. And actually, Mm. tomorrow, I was going to post my first singles match with Sean Dean. So just FYI, that's what I'll post tomorrow. And it was actually took place at the newer WWA Four building. So I will be posting that tomorrow.
1: You know that motherfucker's gonna come over the top rope with that big flipping. I mean, you just need to move, right? Just let Nick and Myron get hit by that bastard.
3: I died, too. So I mean, we can go both ways here. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> um, no, with that match, I'm so excited.
1: And is Susie going to be flinching during that interview with you? Has she gotten over the fact that you hit that poor little girl, like Ashton? I mean, I know I can see how she would get on your nerves, but you hit that woman. That was <laughs> black.
3: <sighs> Look, is again tw- is this, this the punch took place in 2020? Everyone's equal yeah. now in 2020. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's equal now. We're all on this equality train, so everybody, everybody can get hit just as equally as anybody else. That's all it is. I'm just, I'm just spreading the uh, equality, if you will. I'm doing my part for social justice. You know what I
1: mean? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Equality mm. through uh, wanton violence. Awesome. Yes.
0: Is there? Mm.
1: Yes. <laughs> Ashton, is there anything that you want to you want to talk about here or promote before uh, we let you go
3: um I, and so everything is announced i just want to say that keep on the lookout for the shows that are happening mania weekend um, and mm-hmm. of course before that um continue to pay attention to iwtv for shows like southern honor and for the action once it finally debuts and then um Of course, the Cassandra Cup, which is going to be this Sunday on IWTV. It's not just myself from Georgia, but AC Max from Georgia is also in this tournament. Um, And of course, on Tuesday excuse not Tuesday of course on Thursday at noon will be my since day one with Susie, and at seven p.m. Thursday streaming and premiering on YouTube at seven is my documentary Starfire: The Ashes Star Story. So.
1: I got a lot of time. The is working. This man is working. This man is legit busy. He's not fake busy like I am. or making my work for myself because nobody wants to have my ass. This man is desired oh, no. and wanted. And I know Thursday. I, Thursday at He's seven. Watch that. Watch that documentary Thursday at seven. Actually, I'm I'm so excited you came and talked to us about all of this. And uh, people are gonna so check all that out. Dude. Dude, you know, and you know, I'm going to see you WrestleMania week. That excites me already. Now I'm even more pumped up for <laughs> fucking WrestleMania week. Um, and, I mean, and a lot of people are going to see you doing your thing there. And I can only imagine, you know, you're going to be here, there, and everywhere. And if you're listening to this and uh, the man wants to wrestle in Europe, the man wants to wrestle in Mexico, I'm sure somebody listening to this needs to check you out and make that shit happen.
0: Anyway, please, thanks, please thanks a lot, Matt.
1: <laughs> Thank you. you guys for having me. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Ashton. Thanks, Appreciate
3: guys. It. Have a good night.
1: You too. Man, does it feel like the good guys are winning right now, Larry. I mean, mm-hmm. can, you, can you believe all the stuff he's got going on? My God. It's unbelievable. It's fantastic. Very exciting. Yep.
2: It's a long way from the AW Roar division. Not that there was anything wrong with that, but all the things he's done f- since then,
1: oh my gosh,
2: it's great to see. And,
1: and I mean, it, 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 I was serious about the way that he looks. I mean, he yeah. toned up um, and his ring work. He, he's one of those guys who it feels like he got faster. But he didn't get faster. He's just more efficient with where he needs to be and what he needs to do that comes with experience. And, I mean, he's one of those guys. I am I was serious. I think him and Sean Dean are going to tear it up.
0: <laughs>
1: I would not want to follow whatever match those two are going to do. When you have that kind of chemistry and somebody that you know really well and you really want to – and, you know, he was nervous. Like, he really wants to produce a great match for Sean. I think that thing is going to be special on a night yeah. where I think a bunch of matches might be very special.
2: I, so. I imagine the AC Mack and uh, Lee Johnson are going to go out, there, going to go out there and kick ass too. So yeah, mm-hmm. looks like a strong mm-hmm. night for Southern on. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a. Our, I'm sorry, our second guest, I, we, he did not. I don't see him in the queue. We'll have to do it another time. Got Phew. another big weekend coming up. Rob Rod, who had missed his last big weekend that he was going to do because he got sick, he's threatening to do another triple shot uh, weekend. we'll, Crazy, we'll see. man. We'll, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he might do PCW Friday night. He's got three choices for Saturday night. He might do GIPW on Sunday. So look for plenty of Rob Rod reports. I'll be at uh, the Aces and Larry Lariato show in Rome on Friday night. Oh, Not wow. sure what I'm doing after that. Wanted to say thank you for our correspondence in other places like Charles Felder getting that report in on uh, IWE. Heath Mulligan sending in the double dropkick guy, sending in stuff from the Carolinas on PWX. Myron subbing in and handling the Southern Honor Report last time around. Thanks to all those people for contributing.
1: Larry, has it? let's just be, just be true here has it ever been like this where there were so many people sending in reports no so much coverage happening no Mm-mm. it's wonder i mean that was i mean i shouldn't toot my own horn but you know every time i say that i'm going to start tooting <laughs> like that's what i wanted right what i wanted was like coverage of all the major shows and even some of the not so major ones and for gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com to be that spot where people would come to, like, see what's going on and see what's happening. And it's so exciting that everybody's really intent on writing these reports and making them good. I mean, Charles checks in with me again and again, you know, did you read the report? What do you think? <laughs> I didn't answer him because I, li- I didn't read his report because I wanted to watch the very Morales match mm-hmm. without yeah. knowing anything about it, which is really hard to do because there's so much information out there now, um, but that's great, and, you know, congrats to IWE, um, you know, Viral's coming up, congrats to them, it's great, everybody's in the mix again, Livewire made nice with Charles, did you hear about that? I did not. So, yes, they apologized. <laughs> <laughs> for being belligerent assholes, apparently. And so now they're all, in, they're all good. And so Charles is going to go and cover them again. So, like, Great. everybody's good because we're all – Larry, i just got to put you over one more time. Larry, you're on everybody's side on this stuff. And, and the reason you do reports is not to make people feel bad or critique them and harsh their world. It's so people can improve and get better. And um, – I think that that's happening in a big way. I think we have a number of trainers that really know what they're doing and I think that's helping a lot as well between, you know, QT, wwa 4 keeps putting out people, Robert Gibson's out there putting out people, Simon Sermon's training people and putting out some great people as well. So, Georgia wrestling's doing pretty good right about now, I would say. I'm in agreement on that. Yeah. But I still find stuff to bitch about, and
0: <laughs> well, that's your job, man. I mean,
1: that's, that's what you do. Yeah, so. as, long, as long as people, as long as people get nervous when uh, full disclo- when they see full disclosure, I'm cool with people stomach tightening up a little bit of <laughs> like, what is this going to be? What's he going to go off about? Um, but it's just good stuff. And uh, oh, Larry, do you have any predictions about? Wrestlemania week in general Including Up to and including Wrestlemania itself Of course But you know you've got Oh my god how many shows Two nights of NXT TakeOver You've got two nights of Wrestlemania What's your prediction Coming out of that week
2: Uh, I just really Can't comprehend the amount of wrestling That's going to take place during that Span you know Uh, uh, It's uh, i would be very curious to hear what you've got to say after doing the, that that week that, that weekend with the IWTV stuff and then going to the second night of mania. I'll be just chilling up here in Georgia, you know.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, um, I saw the thing where David Rolano of Boot and Heel put up this thing of going, "Okay, fifteen grand." So I it's basically, they've booked they've booked a the show and all of that nonsense. Like, I mean, I think. If you're part of, like, the Effie, Joey Janela thing, the spring break thing, I think they're going to be fine as far as what they're going to draw and the attention they're going to get. I think the IWTV people will be okay as well. And we're going to talk to Ron on uh, April 6th, that Tuesday, before all the madness happens, right? And some, I think they're and going to be okay as well. Some will lose
2: their asses for sure, right? Yeah,
1: and that, big losers that's, what here. that's what I'm leaning towards. I think you've got those two groups – that are running in force, and then you've got a bunch of people who are kind of, you know, they're they're paying a lot for venues that aren't really in the mind's eye of the Florida wrestling fan,
0: Ooh. and that's
1: and that's who you're going to deal with, right? So like IWTV, I mean, and No Peace Underground's part of that, so No Peace is going to run, you know, at the Sound Bar where everybody knows that they run they'll be packed you know they'll be they're on that first night people are going to be pumped up they're going to be drinking here we go they don't need outside people to pack that show just their regulars will pack that show so they're in fine shape i think iwtv like icw i mean they're they're throwing out all kinds of good stuff i mean they're doing like nolan edward against slack for one of their things, they're going to be fine. (laughs) Like new Jack is participating in one of the things, which is going to be crazy. So you have like the rejects on one side and, you know, but like a show like boot and heels, I got to tell you, I'm going to try to get to it because I want to see with my own eyes, can they manage to put people in that building? I don't know, Larry.
2: I mean, how many, how many shows can people go to? And it's not, I mean, whether it's 25,000, I mean, let's say they get to have 25,000. It's not going to be, be as many people there as there's been for some manias as far as to distribute them for, among all these shows. Do you, is the show count like what it's been in some of the other manias, or is, or is it lesser because of the, the COVID stuff? You, just the total count of,
1: of WrestleMania weekend shows. I, this is the most I can remember. And, oh, I, I mean, this is crazy. The, and keep in mind... Some of the usual suspects are not running shows. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor mm-hmm. is not a, doesn't have right. a presence. Groups like Dragon's Gate don't have a presence because again, people have to make these travel arrangements. Right? That's the right. one thing that I think is hurting WrestleMania ticket sales. Is they're not going to get a ton of people flying in because it's like, dude, I got to pay for this and I got to pay for that. Like, uh, you're certainly no not going to get the foreign fans are definitely not going to be part of this that would come to Mania. Right. And I don't know the events that they're having around Mania. Like, are they doing, I imagine they're not doing a lot of meet and greet stuff, right? Which is one of the the real draws of WrestleMania week for the WWE is they don't do a lot of meet and greet stuff. So that was always one of the big things for Mania week. But I, I, I suspect that's one of the reasons they made Takeover two nights was mm-hmm. to sort of make a week's worth of events out of this thing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, when those takeover shows are running, that's when, that's when the, like, indie groups are going hard. You know, if you've got a nighttime slot during that week, those are your big shows. That's the ICW tournament. That's the spring break show. That's the, the you know, the thing that Ashton Starr is probably going to participate in. That's going to happen night you know, the evenings of Thursday, Friday. And so ah, it's going to be madness. You know, I'm going to be at all of it. I can be. Um, (laughs) And, you know, a number of people are coming down, like supposedly, I don't even know if I should say this, but like, you know, they're going to do kind of a wild side thing. Um, And so that's really exciting. I mean, there's going to be a lot to talk about and a lot to cover and people are gonna be sick of hearing from me and seeing what I write. <laughs> That's my prediction coming out of Media Week. We've had enough nice well,
2: Steve. <laughs> we'll we'll pick it up with, with Ron Nemi in two weeks and lead
1: right into that WrestleMania weekend with him. Right on. Well, thank you to Ashton Starr and uh Larry. Great job as always. I'm i I'm seriously excited about that Ashton Starr documentary. I think it's going to be a really kind of cool look. In any case, for Larry Goodman, I'm Stephen Platinum. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you in two weeks, once again, for The Tipping Point.
0: We thank
2: you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information
1: on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.
0: Yes, yes. Your first
2: page should be basically uh, blank because you don't have, there's nothing on there that's applicable to you. I mean, you're filling in like your marital status and the basic demographic information in that top section. But, um, you know, you would get the standard deduction, but you're not really deducting from anything because you're not showing. I think technically, like on lines 1 through uh, 16, those would all be um, zeros, except for line 12, which would be the standard deduction of of $12,400 on line 12. And then everything else is zero. Yeah, so everything else, everything else is zero because you have zero taxable income. So all the others are zero, and line 12 is um, $12,400. You have no dependents, so that's uh, – I'm just moving up here a little above. No dependents, so that's a nothing. Age blindness, that does not, – not, nothing on that line applies to you. Uh, the standard deduction where it says someone can claim me, that does not apply to you you should check did you check no on the box on the line that says that time during 2020 did you receive sell exchange or acquire any financial interest in virtual currency yes, okay yeah because they're, they're looking for people who are trading bitcoin yeah. uh, all right then so you're done with page one this is so simple that's it that's it on page one page two again you don't owe any tax because you didn't have any income so they're all um, 16 is 0, 17 is 0, 18 is 0, 19 is 0, 20 is 0, 21 is 0, 22 is 0, 23 is 0, 24 is 0. <laughs> 25, federal tax income withheld, you had no withholdings right so 25 a B and C are all 0 25 D is 0 2020 estimated tax payments and applied amounts apply from 2019 return you didn't send any estimated tax payments into 2020 that's a zero the earned, the earned income credit are you familiar with the earned income credit For people who have low amounts of income, they they actually, rather than you paying tax, they send you, you get a credit, but you actually have the income to get the credit. So if you're not claiming income, you can't get the credit. Zero. Now, the one that's not zero is line 30. That's where you put in your 600. 28, uh, 29, and 31. Okay, so 28 is 270, 28 is zero. 29, 0, 31 is 0. Now line nine, line number 32 is your total, which is 600. Line 33 is 600. I mean, I know it's not a payment, but it, it, it falls under the payment category because they, they total all that together, all right? Refund. If line 33 is more than 24, which it is, you overpaid $600, and then is 600, that's your refund. And then um, amount of line 34, you want refunded to you. You want it all refunded to you. So that's that's also a 600. No, no. And then so line 35a is is your 600. That's the, you want because you want it all refunded to you. Line 30, go
0: ahead.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's your best bet on You don't want to be fooling around with checks in the mail. Yeah, cause, yeah, because you don't want it applied to your taxes. You want the money sent to you, so that's a zero. Mm-hmm, you don't know anything. That's a zero. That's it. See how easy it was. <laughs> so then you sign, date, and put in your date. Sign and date. And you don't, you don't. I mean, for the purposes of this form, you don't have an occupation because you're not claiming that you worked. So you have to. You just have to sign and date it. And then, it, then below, that gives also a spot for your phone number and your email address, which is never. Right below where it says sign here, it says your signature, then it says spouse's signature, and right below that, it says phone number and email address. You believe it that's it
0: that
2: about that. well I mean it, yeah I mean you're like I mean it's an unusual year for you that you didn't have to fill in anything else because most most years you definitely would have more work to do as you know but because because you didn't you're not claiming any income none hardly anything applies to you so yeah that's it, I how it. so if you want to use it if you want to do it by mail, which you certainly can. if You don't want to fool with any websites because you, now you're all ready to go. All you got to do is drop that thing in the mailbox. Let's let's see let's see where your um you know different states have. Uh, let me hold on. This. I'm going to set my phone down for a second. Let me pull the address for you for yours. Okay, hold on. Okay, if you're not, since you're not enclosing a payment, the address you use for Georgia with no payment is this. It's the Department of the Treasury on the top line. Next line, Internal Revenue Service. Okay. Third line, Kansas City, Missouri. Zip code 64999-0002. No, the, the zip code is different, the zip code is 64999, 9, it's 39, 64999, right. Mhm. There's a Kansas City, Missouri, and a Kansas City, Kansas. There's both. Right. Three zeros. Right. You're welcome. including myself, have not gotten the 1400. So they're sending them out in chunks. A chunk went out last week. I heard that another chunk was going out this week. Mm -hmm. Well, the good thing is about the 1400 is if, if the reason they didn't send the 1400 is they don't have your address, Once you send this in, they're going to have your address for the fourteen. They're going to have your bank information for the fourteen hundred. Exactly. Exactly. So, so you should get the fourteen hundred because now they've got your bank information. Isn't it crazy? They had mine too, but I didn't. I, uh, you know, I never got the six hundred (laughs) either. So I, you know. I'm I'm gonna be doing the same thing you just did. I'm gonna to have to fill in that line to get that six hundred because they didn't send it to me. Uh, All right.
0: Thank you. I'll see the post
2: Hey, are are you are you square on doing the uh insurance premium payment? Oh uh, no, it right now. So what
0: information do I need to pay
2: Well, the amount is one hundred twenty eight ninety nine. Now I just pay it on the um Ambedor Website. I just put in my credit a credit card and and, and and pay it that way. You could probably, if you know your Am- your Ambetter PIN number, you could probably just get in and set it up as a monthly recurring payment. It's due on the thirty first. It's due the last day of every month. And it's one hundred and twenty eight dollars and ninety nine cents. Mm hmm. Yeah, if, if you have any trouble setting up the recurring payment, you just go on their website and you put in your account number. And you can do a one-time payment, which is what I do every month. I just do a one-time payment if, if you have any trouble getting it set up as a recurring payment. Right, that's your monthly premium cost, right. Yeah, feel feel free to give me a call anytime you have questions. Yeah, sure. Bye-bye. Hello. Sure. Sure. Mhm. Yes, you
0: did. Mhm
1: No